Not to worry, your tap water is safe from the coronavirus. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Access to running water for hand washing is essential to slowing the spread of the coronavirus, COVID-19. But as ProPublica reports, in Washington state, some utilities serving the epicenter of the pandemic in the U.S. have not committed to halting water shutoffs for customers with delinquent accounts. Each of the more than 150,000 water utilities across the country will face the same dilemma, whether to forego shutoffs until the crisis eases. More than a dozen members of Congress urged the federal government to work with local and state leaders to institute a national moratorium on cutting off customers and restoring service for any disconnected households. Many people have jammed stores, buying up bottled water, among other items. However, current treatment methods for tap water are expected to be effective against the virus. The World Health Organization said in a brief that COVID-19 has not been detected in drinking water supplies, and based on current evidence, the risk is low. The WHO also stated that conventional centralized water treatment methods, which utilize filtration and disinfection, should inactivate the coronavirus. And the Environmental Protection Agency is recommending that people continue to drink tap water. The agency's regulations require treatment by public water systems to remove or kill pathogens, including viruses. Dissolved organic carbon, or DOC, occurs naturally in groundwater and comes from decomposing plants and animals. But the higher its concentration, the more difficult and expensive it is to make groundwater drinkable. A recent study from the University of New South Wales concludes that half of the world's population faces a threat from increased DOCs because of climate change and urbanization. One of the researchers said they found increases in concentration of DOCs and groundwater of up to 45 percent, largely because of hotter temperatures during the wettest three months of the year. The scientists say they also expect urbanization to increase groundwater DOC concentrations by almost 20 percent, likely from leaking septic and sewer systems. An increase in groundwater DOC concentration impacts the ability and the cost to make groundwater drinkable, according to lead study author Liza McDonough. The effects could be significant. In a number of southeastern states in the U.S., for example, increases in DOCs could raise water costs for a family of four by more than $130 per year. The Navajo Generating Station, a few miles east of Page, Arizona, began producing electricity from coal in the 1970s. According to NBC News, the power plant operations slurped up 32,000 acre-feet of Colorado River water per year for pollution control and cooling. One of the main buyers of power from the Navajo was Los Angeles, about 500 miles away. But the plant ended operations late last year because it was no longer economically viable. Now, according to Cronkite News, L.A. is still looking to the Navajo to provide electricity, not from coal, but from wind and solar. The city council recently approved a 30-day feasibility study to assess the potential costs and benefits. The tribe has two solar energy projects generating 55 megawatts of clean energy, providing both revenue and electricity for the Navajo, with plans to expand further. The Dry Lake Wind Power Project has been operational since 2009 and plans a large expansion. According to the news site Earther, the Navajo Nation is missing some $40 million in revenue since 
since the coal plant shut down. And if its partnership with Los Angeles succeeds, the tribe hopes it can eventually supply energy to neighboring New Mexico and Nevada. Young shore crabs change their shell color to blend in with the rocky environment where they live. However, a recent study shows that prolonged exposure to the sound of ships weakens the juvenile crab's camouflaging powers and leaves them more open to attack from predators. Emily Carter at the University of Exeter placed dark-shelled juvenile shore crabs into white tanks where they were exposed to the underwater sounds of ships. Other crabs listened to natural water sounds, played either quietly or loudly at a similar level to the ship noise. Over eight weeks, the crabs exposed to ship noise lightened their color to match their tanks only half as much as those which heard ambient water alone. Carter believes this reduced change in color is caused by stress from the effects of ship noise pollution, which either drains the crabs of energy required to change color properly or disrupts the balance of hormones necessary to camouflage. The study also showed that when crabs were subjected to a simulated bird attack, those that heard the ship noise didn't run and hide as they normally would. And finally, tree hoppers are possibly the most astonishing little insects you've never heard of. The bugs have bizarre helmet-like structures that look like horns or antlers and come in a variety of colors and strange shapes. Tree hoppers slurp sap by piercing plants with their sharp mouths and sing to each other by vibrating plant stems. They are a vital part of their forest ecosystems. They're also an entomologist's dream, if you ask Brendan Morris, a grad student at the University of Illinois. He's smitten with the bugs and thinks they've never gotten their due respect. Recently, Morris studied some yet-to-be-identified treehopper specimens and came across a darkish purple and red one with two horns jutting out the top. It was love at first sight. He told WBEZ Chicago this particular tree hopper had just a wacky fashion sense about it. And to draw attention to the new species, he named it after Lady Gaga, who herself has a unique flamboyant shape-shifting style. The original specimen came from a forest in Nicaragua, and Morris is there now to see if he can find any Lady Gaga tree hoppers still living in the same area. According to a university press release, the insect is a new genus of treehopper and now officially known as Kaikaya Gaga. That's it for this week in water. We'll see you next time.